you the quantum mechanics? Yes, we are the quantum mechanics with a podcast that delves under the hood of the strange and the unexplained and tries to wrap our head around this weird world that we live in and what's going on. What is going on? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Um, this week, joining us uh, for the second time is uh, Tony Hayes, who spoke to us about EVPs a couple of weeks ago. And whilst we were talking to him about that, he was telling us about a investigation that he is doing. So he is like legitimately employed as a parapsychologist and paranormal investigator. And he has been keeping me up to date with this really strange case, which it's unlike anything else I've ever come across. And I think it's unlike anything he's ever come across. So we've invited him onto the show again today to tell us everything that he has learned in the last nine, ten weeks of investigating the peculiar goings on at a place in Chester. So welcome back, Tony Hayes, parapsychologist and investigator. Um, thank you for joining us. Now, you have, uh, since we've spoke to you last, you've been doing a fairly extensive investigation of, uh, a, well, a, a property experiencing strange anomalies in Chester. How did you get involved with that? Okay, first the afternoon, guys. Um... The, we've actually had this uh, particular case since the 23rd of May. The the actual complex itself was completed just over 20 years ago. It's a multi-million pound business uh, just outside of Chester. And uh, that's built on exactly on the footprints of the old Georgian buildings. So if you can imagine if you went back to 1820 and saw these building complex this new one is built straight on top of it, so it's gone straight on top. Some of the buildings uh, have been smashed down and replaced, demolished. Uh, others have been uh, refurbished and are grade listed, either one or two. The complex then went through another stage of a bit of a transformation, just making the larger rooms smaller. And the current business owner, which is the one we've been in contact with, he moved in to the... It was completed December last year. He moved in in the end of January this year, 2020. Almost immediately, within a few short weeks, he then begins to encounter phenomena which he thought was unusual, particularly knocks, bangs and raps, which, because of... As we're now moved into lockdown, the building is completely empty. This guy's clientele is predominantly American, so he's at the he's at the business at night on his own, and he's hearing this strange phenomena. What he then does is that you know it's like anything you speak to friends and and colleagues, and they think you're going mad. So he gets his mobile phone, and we get some commentary. And um, walking down through the the main office, through the briefing room, into the hallway. You can see the area start because it's on sensor lights. And just as he's talking through this, this enormous bang occurs. And as he turns around with, a, uh, with his smartphone, this huge painting, five and a half kilo, kilos in weight, has just come down. And it's been there for six weeks. He actually talks this through after his initial shock. If you can see, there is nothing in terms of cables... That's just the, the detector there, waiting again. 
nothing in the hall there. Now that is the light that is automatic. It picks picks you up as soon as you go into the hall out there. Um, <laughs> what the hell? Right, so that's been stood there. That's been stood there for the best part of six weeks. And I have got the most horrendous goose pimples right now. That's never happened before. And then it's just ramped up and gone from there. The building itself is under this two areas of interest to us one is this is what we call a main office is where this business established the other is across the road from the hallway which is an empty office 55 foot long by 35 foot wide um fully carpeted completely modernized but it's completely devoid of all furniture so this guy's concerned he's working there a lot now because of lockdown he's having to almost uh work on his own and it's frightening. So what he's actually installed now are three cameras in each of the rooms. And this is where the, in towards the end of May, where we're now getting endless amounts of footage that are being sent through from these CCTV alarms, all time stamped, um, five, six, seven a day. And it's been like that since uh, the 3rd of June. Um, and that's the position we're still in. So that's the background why uh, the owner himself was beginning to question his own sanity, really. Um, so he he was he was basically working there, dealing with his American clients, probably into the night and on his own, and then all this spooky stuff started to come. So he said it was a mixture of audio and this painting uh that had come off the wall was that right it came off the yeah, wall it, is it? it's well yeah actually on the on the wall because he just moved in he's having this yeah. place you know put the office furniture put in pictures up and so on make the thing the, the place look respectable yeah and what actually happened is initially he's getting these bangs wraps and knocks and so on then what happens is that he decides you know when this picture's gone over to buy these circular trigger objects they're like balls but flat edge balls with with these sort of uh switching so if the if the balls are vibrated or particularly if they're pushed they light up this is what these are these are cat toys right similar to cat toys yeah but not quite as sensitive oh okay um we've done numerous tests so what he was suggesting is that these were uh, flying around just falling off either the, the locker or the desk or when he's put them on to, to this actual picture. Now, from anyone with his look at stuff rationally, you think, well, it just fell because of rational reasons. That's got mm. to be the cause. Uh, because initially they were flashing, then they're falling over. Um, what then occurs is that this is where I, my interest got, is on the actual um, wraps themselves, the frequency of these wraps. Because if I were to get a ball, I think we... we briefed on this last time on the EVP uh, podcast we did is that mm. if I got a ball that's on a, on a desk and I push it off and record it if a spirit for example came along and did exactly the same thing you would expect that frequency to be 
the same, if not identical. But it's not. It's completely different. It is almost as if this ball is in some form of sock or cushion. And all the frequency, the natural resonances, which is what we got when we tried to duplicate this uh, phenomena for ourselves, is just completely different. So this sort of this matched perfectly with two of the cases that had already been running. One at Stoke on Trent, which is still going on, and another job in Ipswich, where they were recording uh, raps, bangs, and knocks. In particular, raps is his main interest. So you've got a particular frequency. They're identical to these other two properties. The reason why the general idea now is that if we're going to prove that your spirit, your heart, and your poltergeist, or whatever we should call it, uh, is a genuine paranormal phenomena, it's the natural noise that this thing can make, uh, which where the proof is going to come into, because that's in that can't be in dispute. You know, a picture of a light or maybe even a part manifestation can be suggested of being doctored by Photoshop and so on. And likewise with video. So that leaves you very little options of what to actually look for, where you, what you can research and study and think, well, I can possibly get something from this frequency if we've got enough of it. And the big advantage we have with this Chester uh, property is that these are time-stamped CCTV alarms. 200 of them the various gone off for various reasons so we know it's uh, the room's empty devoid of all human occupation yet this phenomena begins to occur and then obviously then as you're aware it's gone into other types of phenomena such as uh, visual electronic voice phenomena uh, the bangs and knocks have now increased and Around about 11th of July, uh, we began to experiment on communication and we've now got it to, it appears that it's intelligently now involved with communication using okay. the rap rather than a voice to communicate with us, if that makes sense to you. So, are you here with me? Do you have any messages for anyone? Are you here with me? Do you have any messages for anyone? Wow. Yes. So, so in, cool. in that report, I read that um, it was responding to that uh, one knock for no, two knocks for yes kind of uh, yeah. communication. Yeah. Because a lot of the the EVPs, and this has been the stuff that you both you and Peter are not aware of yet, where we've got in this building male and female voices. Unquestionably, uh, we're not sure if the EVP, some of the EVPs, because that particular night on the 31st of July, we had two recorders running. Well, in fact, three recorders. Um and what we what we found, because this I know this interests Peter greatly, that we were only picking EVPs up on one of the device, either the Roland or the Olympus recorder. Uh, other voices we picked up 
were picked up by all the recording devices. So that's more suggestive now of your disembodied uh, stuff. We also got, uh, for, uh, as an example, uh, so people can, get, can actually imagine this, I've got a 22-second audio that this Amanda, my colleague Amanda uh, Griffiths' sample for me. What you hear is a is very distinct rap. Um, Amanda acknowledges that, heard a sound. Next is the second rap. Yeah, the bang again. Amanda now acknowledges that by saying skirting board, indicating that's where the areas come from. Next thing is two raps. And just as she's talking, a, a voice begins to break in, which is then coloured because Amanda's talking much louder. We've actually done some work with that. Then seconds later, what you actually hear is an airway siren. So it's almost as if we've got an intelligent spirit in communication with Amanda, with the one and the two raps, and then alongside this is the, is this um, residual stuff. You know, the airway siren is incredible because it's right at the end of the the audio. It just comes from nowhere and disappears equally quickly. Quite strange. Um, and that's not something you would. That couldn't be ambient noise in any way, could it? It couldn't be something from outside. It's very unlikely that there's an there's an air raid siren going off in these day and ages. I know things have got desperate, but not that bad. Right. No, well, the way we work that particular night is that the role in Ricardo, I've got individual gain control, so I am able, the best of my ability, is to tune out outside interference. It's always going to be a problem, even though in the middle of nowhere and it's night, uh, you still get amb- noises leak- leaking in. Um, this siren was only picked up on the uh, Olympus. It, the Roland didn't touch it at all, <laughs> which I'd expected to have been the opposite. So there's a load of confusion as to what exactly it is that's taking place there. And, and it appears to be these multiple types of phenomena um, certainly with the residual as well as your, your spiritual because undoubtedly um, when Amanda does a, another C, um, EVP session with her well, it's actually the owner Andy went in with her on that particular one and she was very specific of questions that predominantly were going to be a yes answer and we get the one rap there were two questions that she asked where she got the two raps now, what was interesting about the raps, there, there seems to be a mathematical uh, formula around it. Uh, for example, it seems to answer either in five, seven or nine seconds. Now, there were probably about 27, 28 questions where 
and noise followed but it's either five seconds seven seconds or nine seconds uh, and I've gone over this so and I can't quite get me head why that is the case because you would expect maybe one three or four seconds another one ten seconds another one eight seconds all over the place but there seems to be some form of mathematical formula um, which adds to the mystery of the place really um, is and and it wasn't only um, those uh, those raps and the voices. I was watching one of the videos that you sent me where the, it's almost a distinct barking sound. Yeah. And, and uh, in, in the notes, you'd said it's within the human voice range rather yeah. than uh, an animal yeah. an animal yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah. that's something you talked about last time tony when you when you were on about the kind of where it is in the human spectrum and that i think you were saying you were surprised that the the kind of w- what would be the kind of spirit responses were in that spectrum but that this takes it to another level doesn't it if it's uh, an animal noise that's in that spectrum yeah yeah um because we've had birds as well, in particular owls and a cuckoo. Um, people think, well, okay, it's just a cuckoo. But they've gone, normally gone from the UK in May and they don't coo at 3.30 in the morning. This <laughs> is cuckoo. Mm. Um, I've even spoke to whatever bird experts are as regard to the activities of the cuckoo. And that's quite relevant because it's relevant to the name of the location, you see. It's the yeah. village that surrounds it. Dogs barking. Um, bizarre, you know. Um, normally when I've caught these uh, naturally, they tend to be in the canine frequency, 3,500 hertz, for example. But this yeah. is right in my voice. So we, we had a strange uh, one, which I'm glad Pete has mentioned this because it's a theory that's been hanging around for a while is that <clears throat> I tend to look after the audio and uh, we share and we're all listening and we start reviewing the audio and Amanda gets in touch to say within this actual session um, there's a voice in there which she didn't make you see and so well, is it just coincidence well no because you know you know the score with this it's noise to tag the EVP, the direction, roof or skirting board, that type of thing. That's as much as I've said. I did not see that say these words. And I thought, well, we'll soon prove this one. So I already got her voice samples. So sample that and this other voice, which does sound like her, but it's different. Who has the chills? Who has the chills? in a completely different frequency so we were left with a conundrum then because the Roland also picked it up so we, we can say that wasn't a um, uh, electronic voice from an EVP mm. but was it disembodied because Amanda's adamant that she never heard it and, and this, this is definitely a progression from when we last oh, spoke yeah. to you on the EVP episode because I think yeah. in that one you know we as you said there was some um, some weird phenomena with this 
painting or poster there was the activity with the balls and light and just kind of random sounds but i think your frustration at the time we last spoke to you was you you guys had not managed to get into the building to check it out for yourself and it feels like as you've gone into the building it's then started giving you more not less and more kind of intelligent responses and and various other noises and it looks like uh, actual voices and these weird spectrum sounds that are animals but in the human spectrum which is yeah very odd right the 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 strange one with this one from the day one from the minute we started on the 3rd of of june when i spoke to the owner said look i'm interested in these wraps and banks which is all we had at that time it seems to be similar to some other cases i'm dealing with tell me more so that's when he detailed then that he sent the video to us on the 23rd. Uh, he then put this picture back on the wall on the 26th of May. All of phenomena had then flatlined, gone to nothing for about a week, six or seven days. So I said to him on the 3rd of June, well, would you mind taking it back off the wall, wrapping it back in his bubble wrap, and let's see, because the picture is of this movie called Saw. I've never watched the movie, I'm not a big movie buff, but it looked a bit dark and I thought well it seems to be these balls are flying off this picture and we've yeah. had the picture patch pushed over is this some form of trigger they would not had any activity for a week he puts the picture back on leaning up against the wall within 30 minutes he gets home and he, the alarms start again the and I, I've got a question about that because I, I, I saw that in one of the original uh, papers that you sent over that it was from the the horror yeah. movie Saw, which I'm sure a lot of our audience will be familiar with. But there there is a a sensible reason why he would have a movie poster for Saw on the wall because it seems it's not a it, it is the kind of business that's not out of place to have a poster like that on the wall. No, I don't think it's not the sort of thing I would have. But uh, you know, uh, but yeah, it, it's it's there. Um, it may, in the end, turned out to be a red herring. Um, I just thought it was unusual, and we thought we'd try it. We put the picture yeah. back down, and it, you know, it breaks off. Then what begins to occur? It appeared to recycle every ten days. Ten days of activity, three days of nothing. Ten right. days of activity, three days of nothing. Each time it recycled, the phenomena began to change to the point was, for example. Um, my colleagues in the SPR and the Ghost Club are saying, like, well, these balls just may be, you know, maybe irrational and, you know, they may be more sensitive than what you think. So we've tested them out. Yeah. But for the last six weeks, since they've been in the same place, they've not moved. There's nothing happened to them. They're not flashed or, or vibrated. And the actual room, what we call the main office, it's where the phenomena first started and got quite intensive, is stopped. They had nothing for six weeks. It's completely changed and moved to the empty room. And that happened after one of these recycling 10 days period. Um, bizarre. Um, I remember writing on one of the reports, I think we're in about volume 10 now, that we're having no uh, audio, no electronic voice phenomena or disembodied stuff. We're getting no light anomalies, which is quite unusual. Next thing gives all this stuff begins to occur we're getting endless amounts of uh, strange light anomalies we once come in uh at past 10 last night which i can send to you in a week uh, ben mm. which is two 
lights have just emerged from the right hand side tend to look like mirror each other so you can imagine two torch lights and every time we just can't get find a rational reason behind this um so and that's how it's been going on it's been it's ever evolving it's not changing we first went in on the 11th of july as a, a blanket investigation we tried everything and then we went back in on the 31st week last friday mainly for two reasons one to push my theory is regard to communications mm-hmm. and the other is the to sound sample the actual building itself that you know are we just simply talking about a building settlement knocks right. bangs and that type of thing so we did about 160 sound samples they were analyzed absolutely nothing like it nothing like what we're used to dealing with so this. there's not a there's not a rational explanation because no. I, I remember last time when you were on I was, I was really interested in the bit you told the story of a kind of fox being mistaken for a you know and it is something you're specialist in in kind of analyzing those those sounds again it's probably good that you've managed you guys have managed to get in there so you can start ruling out that stuff yeah because one of the things we did do is that it's a twin brick building substantial uh, steel framed with a concrete floor and the the roof itself is is uh, steel framed incredibly strong building um you can jump about on it nothing moves so uh, but you've still got to run the theory that are we dealing with simple building settlement the problem is with it is it what we're finding is that if it becomes from the roof area uh you, we know where it's coming from. Uh, likewise, it appears to come from like the skirting board area. So all this is is twin brick with a plasterboard wall, plastered with this plastic skirting, seven inches in width, um, running alongside it. It's nothing there, yet it appears to come from that area, or not not from one just one area, but around the room. But it always seems to be looking down when this these noises occur and we've now got over 200 of these and and it apparently it's using it now to communicate um intelligently um no no so we've got more questions than what we had last time we spoke on this one peter so yeah and so this this building it's become it seems to have become more active since you've started Looking at it, is that is that typical of how this goes? Well, sometimes, Ben, I think it's a good point you mentioned. You know, when we get contacted by predominantly households, you see an escalation in phenomena being reported. And I have often said, well, is this just down the fact? Because when they make the phone call to us, we tend to get it when the straw has built the camel's back, or the phenomena has occurred before. And it's that last big strike that the, the realization that something unusual is happening. And because they're now aware of it, are they just noticing a lot more than what they did before? And I think there is some of that in there. I think where this case is unique is because of lockdown and the security of the building. This is the first time that they put the cameras in there. Three CCTV cameras per room. Um, they weren't there before. They weren't there. So stuff may have been occurring uh we have actually spoken to a couple uh a cleaner a painter 
and I think the other one's just like a, an odd job man. The they're saying that the businesses that were there in the property before were experiencing certain phenomena, but they haven't gone any further than that. And the difficulty I have with that now is the fact that the um, the actual owner of this complex it knows we're there. He's quite okay. Wants us to try and find out that's exactly what's going on because if we don't deal with it when that room gets full of people something's going to occur so they're going to have to deal with it at some point in time anyway yeah. uh, so the idea is attempt to do it while we've got an opportunity because the place is back out for rent actually i, w- I was going to ask oh, okay so because i was going to say in that business are i guess people are starting to go back to work now from lockdown so uh, has have people coming back into that office experience stuff or is it probably too early to tell well the the, these two floors um of two sort of office areas uh the top uh, the client's got the right hand side the left hand side is completely empty where we're getting this uh, phenomena Right. The bottom stairs is again split into two sections. Um, they're in during the day, but a lot of them, one of the businesses is still practically still in isolation because a lot of the stuff they can use from uh, the employees' homes, that type of thing. So I've not seen anybody when we've been there at night of, of any description, but they are beginning to talk. They're aware of us um, because. I think that it was one of the cleaners that walked in when it was being discussed and she put two and two together. And of course, you know, what you've got now is uh, the, the local talk and that can cause us problems because then you've got the fraud then that gets involved because, you know, no one likes a practical joke by the night do. And it doesn't take long to try to trick something, you know, particularly right. when they're like security aware that the cameras are there. The reason why I'm a little bit con- uh, con- not concerned, but I'm I'm taking into account the fact that this strange, these strange white light anomalies put an appearance in half past ten last night. Is it possible that someone's playing a practical joke? There's a lot of yeah. considerations. You see, we you know, and it's made us a little bit more aware than what we were before when it was kept under the well and truly under the radar. You know, so and. What, the the client that you're dealing with was there. We I know what you you said that they were saying like, could you just come and have a look at this because am I losing my mind or not? But you're gathering quite a lot of you know scientifically um, performed experiments and going back with data. Yeah, what is there? What are they able to do about it? I mean, is this a case where whatever their belief is, they may need to sort of swallow it and and just go to, like, maybe ask a member of the church or something like that? Or after they've been shown that it is real and that's not their imagination, are they just going to live with it? I mean, what, what's their course of action? Well, the business owner himself is quite happy to live with it. The landlord, the business owner, is not happy for it to live with because he needs to get these places rented. This is a multi-million pound complex. Um, 
and it's about half empty. So he needs to get people in there. He's uh, got to use. It's got to be a common sense. I'm not into playing with spirits. I'm, I'm there to learn from it, and then when the, if the time comes and it's necessary, is bring people in the, to to stop it, remove it. Um, the only problem we have at the moment with this, despite been on it now for getting on for two and a half months is that we don't know what's what it is we, we don't know if we're just dealing with the spirit uh with some residual stuff or is it some sort of, you know we even looked heavily into because a lot of the, a lot of it, it indicates some form of poltergeist which does use the mathematical formula with this phenomena um you know you speak to colleagues from spr and they're suggesting that well, if you get like a, a low end sort of poltergeist activity, you can bring in one in, in, in a way um, alongside it the haunting residual as well as the spiritual stuff. So I don't know. Um, what we do know, it's ever evolving and it's it's come out everything, with it, including the kitchen sink practically, on mm. everything that, that you accustomed to actually researching yeah it's a, it's, a, it's a dream job mainly because it's sheer amount of evidence that we've got provided um and it's, it's not stopping that this is the thing what we have done with the the business owner is that because we've had these three cameras in this empty room he's back out for advertisement now for renting out so he's showing people there and he, he doesn't want to be left in a situation where someone's going to ask him a question what are these cameras doing here? So these answer is to remove them on a Monday morning and replace them in the Friday night. So we have lost five days of um, uh, possible evidence from there. And because the room's gone quiet, then it just all kicks off again at the weekend, you know. Um, I don't know. It, it, wow. <sighs> it's interesting that, um, like, as you say, this is... Uh, this isn't just somebody's house. This is this is a business premises where there are multiple people making money, and it like if you if you are, uh, I guess, like the normal reaction I would have imagined from most people would be, well, let's get people in to see if there are rats and mice here. You know, all the normal yeah. stuff. Yeah. But to actually part with money to get a group in like yourselves it shows that somebody like they might not have wanted to have taken this seriously but they've made made the the leap to go okay this is a real it's a real thing like this isn't like nobody's making this up nobody's got anything to gain from this have they they're just trying to work out what's going on and i think that is really fascinating because i think you know like so a typical example um there's a pub next door to me, not the haunted pub we're recording, but another one. And just chatting to them, they do have a phenomena, but they just kind of laugh it off and they go, oh, yeah, we call the ghost George. And like, well, have you never investigated it? Well, they're like, well, who's going to, you know, who would who would investigate it and why would we pay them? We're like, well, no, it's a real, it's, yeah. it's, it's a real thing. So how how does that play through? How does that first conversation happen when they when they speak to your group are they reticent are they worried about you know ridicule you know dis whatever we think of that are they worried about the the implications of kind of bringing you guys in yeah the, the ridicule is always a concern um because 
when they make the initial contact, it's normally the straw that brought the camel's back. It's not just that there's very few that will react on one incident. There's normally um, a period of time when phenomena has occurred and it's something then it's been quite dramatic and frightening. Um, that stage, the, the important area is obviously the person's well-being himself. Nine times out of ten, Ben, we've, we've heard it before, you, your general white spirit is like, so used to dealing with that that you get complacent um, you just know when how to deal with it and with 100% track record of stopping it as well then you get the oddball bizarre stuff which is this this case near Chester which is test your sanity completely um, because I've never seen anything like it um, every one of us is, 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 you know it's almost as if it's waiting for you we had an experience within 15 minutes of arrival, Ben. You know, we went up this... It's a beautiful building, up these stairs. Right in front of it is the kitchen. The right-hand side is where I'm going to put my boxes, where I've got my gear. The only way that kitchen light comes on is by somebody opening the door and walking inside it, and then the, the sensor puts the light on. Very similar to the loos and that. The light came on. Got our attention. Well, what's that doing there? We tried everything outside it to get this light to come on. We can't do it. The only way you can switch on is go outside, go inside. We decide to just inspect it for flies, insects. One thing we've discussed about recently. Can't find anything. The light comes on again. Now we've fitted a load of gear inside it and it never came on the rest of the night. Something else then occurs and this is how it's been. Um... I was in the with the owner in the building, just the two of us, Andy and Amanda were outside. And we just that, sat there talking in the middle of the building and we heard this colossal noise which seemed to come from the other side of the room. So we walk over quietly with a recorder. It it then makes another noise, but from where we just walked from. So we walk back. And this happens a third time, uh, well, we seem to be chasing sound. Next, next thing is, is that the sound seemed to come from the hallway because the, the door to the room is, is open, we pinned it open. It seemed to come from the doorway. We go into the doorway and then it just it seems to disappear completely. So it's almost as if it was sort of pushing us out because we were chasing sound. And this is seen to be a common... Uh, occurrence on on the night of the 31st in particular um, on the 11th maybe your guy you, you guys will have an answer to this is we use quite a, an intricate device called a puck <clears throat> and it's an environmental reader it has six sensors and um, it reads things like humidity ionisation magnetism that type of thing six sensors in total the Earth's magnetic field <laughs> changed by 56 degrees after about an hour and 10 minutes actually in the building. It just changed. Now, we didn't, unfortunately, didn't know this until uh, we run the data afterwards. And it's never done that in all the years we've used this device. And I haven't got any the foggiest idea how on Earth we this could actually occur. Because it's normally just a, 
uh, a flat line, but the old axis moved by 56 degrees. Mm. We have no idea why, how that could be achieved, uh, and the testings we've been done doing now, even putting a magnet quite close to it doesn't seem to have any great effect uh, to, to the actual sensor itself, if that makes sense. So mm. that's another strange one that we if you look at it rationally you think well it's just got to be a glitch in the in the software or the device but at the moment we can't find it because it's worked okay up to now it's just it's working okay and then an hour and ten minutes later the uh the magnetics completely changed by 56 degrees so but this is kind of um it's it goes back to that manipulation like when you were talking to us about evps and you've mentioned it again today about how sometimes a recorder next to another recorder will pick something up and something else doesn't which uh implies that there's a manipulation going on it's not just the sound going into the the microphone and this again it sounds like a, a manipulation but yeah. the whole thing is why what what for what is the purpose of this yeah yeah because what, what the great thing is if if, if i was dead and I want to make contact with you, you and you and Peter. I would make some uh, attempts to do so in a, in a way that you would understand. There's nothing in there in this case so far that's suggestive of what, what why it's there, what it's doing. Um, I have absolutely no idea. You know, it's got that bad there that we've even the and the the business owner won't mind me saying this, but. Uh, we've actually had him psychologically assessed because yeah. a lot of saying with the power with the particularly with the power uh, uh, with this uh, poltergeist it can it's always with, within ourselves it's possible through psychokinesis the old telekinesis um, of producing the phenomena for ourselves so we, we had him uh, you know uh, looked at <laughs> you've probably the wrong words but um <laughs> you had so, him checked out <laughs> which because everyone if you speak to the so-called experts they say well if you're dealing with a poltergeist it's got to be per it's a person focused so therefore there's got to be some form of stress related anxiety depression mental health whatever no <laughs> because this the guy's 20 minutes away from the building and the phenomena then begins to occur um so that sort of tends to rule that out. I wanted just to kind of uh, loop back to a bit of the kind of history. I guess the two things I was thinking about. One is, is there anything... So so just to clarify, you think that some of this phenomena was existing before this kind of movie poster was there? That, that The movie poster might be a red herring, it might have something to do with it, but it sounds like there was stuff going on before that poster arrived. Would that be fair to say? Yeah, we've taken up to now three separate statements from three individuals. They say they don't know each other. So you've got to take it face value. They seem to be yeah. telling the truth. Um they were saying yes when they've been in there if they're doing maintenance or cleaning some of the staff were getting concerned because you know one of the uh finance groups has simply shifted buildings they used to be in this empty room and moved across the road now for my first response was well why would you do that go to the expense of just simply moving building uh, moving 
a location a hundred yards, you know, just seem but apparently they did do it for logistical reasons. So I thought, okay, they're not moved for that reason. But people who are in there were experiencing cups of coffee which would just suddenly just be uh, thrown. And so well, who's done that? Have I caught it by accident? And it asked a couple more times when people said, Well there's absolutely no way I didn't touch that cup. Other people were saying that they saw objects moving. Now, um, when they looked at it, the minute they looked at it, it stopped. But she said, I definitely saw this stapler moving. And this comes back to the question that we spoke about, the twin slit experiment, where a simple case of observation um, seems to have an effect on the way that the atom actually operates. You know, and Steve Mirror, another podcast expert, saying that people that have seen items being thrown, the minute you seem to lock onto it with eyesight, it just falls on the floor. It's almost as if it's the question of the observation mm. that stops the phenomena occurring. Well, if that's the case, then we have got hope in hell, or if we find you know, yeah, what's going on. So. Yeah, that's interesting. And then the other question I wanted to ask was about the history of the building. Because I think with yeah. a lot of these things, you you kind of go, is there, and I know you can't definitively say, but is there anything in your researching of the building and its history that makes you go, oh, that could be a, a good candidate for why there might be these strange occurrences happening? Yeah, there was a, there was, it was built in, the previous business was uh, 1820, Georgian, um, and it was a large state. It was part of the old Grosvenor estate in Chester. There, there was a massive landowner, called Grosvenor. Um, they seem to employ uh, a fair few hundred people there our way through. It didn't really go out of business about 1960, 65, around that period. Um, it was attacked during the Second World War, and incidentally, just, just a quarter of a mile away, there was a, a Second World War airfield there built in 1943. Which would explain itself. your siren, I guess, that you heard. Well, that. yeah, that, that sort of uh, took us in that area because the, the yeah. difficulty of this power suggestion, you never quite know. So yeah. that was about a quarter of a mile away. Um, I, I thought some weeks ago, Peter, that we got to the end of what we could learn from it. Mm. But then it evolves and there's something else that we... We're going to try now, when we go back in a couple of weeks' time, over full-blown uh, communication uh, with it using uh, multiple, multiple devices. So that's what we're going to particularly concentrate on the next time we go there. Because yeah. the belief now is that it seems to evolve to the point where it's able to communicate. Yeah. Um, can we take it a stage further, sir? And get the evidence that that will cons- conclusively prove it without without question. Now that, but as this kind of pattern something you've seen before in other investigations in terms of it it kind of gaining momentum and building to a crescendo like this, or is this something unique to this? It it seems like certainly this case is at a different level to a lot of things that you've looked at. But do, do they tend to build to this crescendo that, that you're about to get to? It's difficult, Peter, to actually be sure because um, predominantly we deal with houses, private houses, the ones that shout out the most. Yeah. Um, 
some of them are people are not there during the day it's on here evening so you know with the, with the business properties unique because it's under 24 hour coverage anything happens we just simply get a uh, time stamped um, video file um, so it's difficult to know um, I don't quite know how it, this one's actually going to turn out because it's I, I expected it because when it was cycling 10 days then stopped with three we thought well it's blown itself out can last up to a couple of months we dealt with the Somerset case it went on for a year um, and that sort of we learnt a great deal from that because I think initially we did misdiagnose it. We treated it as like similar to like a demonic um, infestation, um, but it then it, we couldn't stop it, and it seems to have changed. And I think this time we've been a little bit more cautious about misdiagnosis. You know, it should go with it. But it seems to have got everything, including the, the kitchen sink, Peter. The, the, <laughs> this, I've never had a case like it in 31 years, and colleagues have spoken from the SBR. I've not mm. experienced anything like this. Um, there are certain famous cases that we can refer back to. Um, certain case of Enfield, they were dealing with mimicking. We've had a little bit of mimicking in, in this one. Then you go to another case, which doesn't... and seems to be a bit of everything and it's because had i been being told this through a personal experience for example taking a statement from the client i may not particularly want to i'd be weary about believing this it's because we've got the evidence and anybody can go on the youtube and look at this and say well yeah you know this is the real deal you can't argue when the evidence is in front of you but i know Gone, sorry. Yeah, sorry, carry on, Peter. It's okay. No, I was just going to say, and we'll, we'll definitely put links to uh, all the YouTube stuff in uh, the description of this episode. So if anyone wants to check out what Tony's talking about, you can go see for yourself as well. So, has this investigation changed your. Uh, I always ask this, but has it changed your worldview about um, what's what's going on with you know just paranormality in general i think we've said before like we think we i think i agree with you that things are probably linked together but this is so weird an air raid siren light anomalies a bit of communication the it's, animal noises out of the spectrum that's animal quite, noises that's yeah yeah like how how does one rationalize this because it seems so random and yet then you talk about like there's this mathematical uh formula going on about the communication it's crazy yeah Uh, and it changes moves you know and the big one for the mathematics was that one saturday afternoon that'd be probably eight weeks ago the ball fell every two minutes four times then uh in the early hours of the morning the ball flashed every exactly every two minutes 30 times over exactly one hour, almost down to the second, mathematical. And then, as you said, it goes random on you. And it's like, well... Um, and I think with... Um, this is the first... Normally, when you deal with a case, it's straightforward. You know what you've got. Yeah, we've evidence. We've learned a bit from it. 
now let's see if we can stop it so you you, you go to your consultants and say look get in there stop it bring some peace and tranquility back to the family problem gone away move on to the next case this one um i've i've run out of people to contact now over here. is there anything that we can try because it's got that bad now that um particularly we had this one over the magnetic stuff and steve mayer is running the theory that if you look at seismic uh and mag uh, magnetic anomalies throughout the not just the uk throughout the world you often find increases in phenomena in this particular location so okay there's even a google earth uh app now you can use to go and Put your location and find out but no it's right in the middle of two anomalies but it's not actually sat on one which you know is, is some sort of magnetism because there has to be an energy involved here somewhere this is the this is the thing where it's getting its energy from in the i think it's the second evp session with amanda they actually got a uh which i think I'm not sure if that's on YouTube, but if not, it would be imminently on YouTube. The conversation is, uh, I can hear it. It's in the um, uh, skirting board area. And Amanda said, oh, that feels a bit strange. Um, and what she, what's happened to her is she's, she's got goose bumps and the hair standing up on her arms and stuff. She's very sensitive to energy. Hmm, that seems a bit weird. Then the owner of the building then says, oh, look at my arms. Oh, my hair's standing up and I've got goosebumps. When he walked into the main office later, he, they were still happening. So what Amanda says then is, can you touch Andy, the owner? And there's an EVP saying, touch who? Hmm. You see? And like, well, is that an EVP or is it... Uh, disembodied you go to the roland it's on the roland so it's not an evp it's disembodied but they didn't hear it hmm. and i had a question about the uh the animal sounds that are in the yeah. human frequency so uh, i i'm no audio expert so i'm just trying to get my head around it it so it sounds like a dog but it's in the wrong frequency would that be a correct description yeah yeah. How is that possible? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> so you just... can look at it on a graph and it looks like a human voice. I don't know what a dog's dog would come out. Probably what higher in higher in the frequency or lower or one where where would it normally sit? Um I know this is a bit of a geeky question, but it is fascinating me. Yeah. Some sometimes it's like with a female, there there is when you really um if they're quite close, then obviously you're going to go into a little bit more detail. So yeah. what I was looking for is big differences, such as the wraps are different to what we can do when it's human invention. With the dog itself, it's always around that area uh, of this 50,000, 1200 hertz area, around, around that bit. Now, yeah. in other times when we've recorded animals, such as, you know, someone says, sends a video in, it might be two and a half thousand hertz. It's massively on a different frequency uh, yeah. spectrum. So we then well, I heard the dog. I think there's about two or three dogs that we've had. Um, 
you look at it, you think, well, that's human frequency. But it sounds like a dog. And, it, and if it was in that frequency, it should sound different to what you're hearing, right? If you change the frequency of a dog from the, you know, whatever it is, the 3000 down to a human frequency, it would totally change what a dog sounds like, wouldn't it? Um, well, if you bark yourself... Yeah, or, or even Ben, you know, and recorded it. You, I, I, I would be confident. I could tell the human that's done it. He was a human, yeah. Um, mimicking is not uncommon, but it's relatively rare. And I don't. We've got two. two we've had two uh, incidents where it's suggestive of uh, of mim- mimicking, um, but the voice with Amanda. And whatever this was, certainly was not Amanda. Um, almost in a way, I wouldn't say it was male either. So it was, it was, it was a, a, an odd, strange one. Can you speak into the device that Andy's holding in his hand? Can you speak into the device that Andy's holding in his hand? See, Steve Mirror maintains that a spirit is, is able to manipulate a frequency. I, I don't like that idea, I, I, and I've not certainly come encountered it, because that's almost like wanting to make something fit, uh, so therefore we'll say that the spirit manipulates um, the frequency. I, d- I don't buy that one. Uh, but generally it tends to be like we're, you know, you're talking now, Peter or Ben, uh, you get the frequency, yeah, that's Ben, that's um, that's Peter, um, and then you get the dog. I don't know. The cuckoo is another one. That's another. That, but that was different. Uh, it was it was similar to a cuckoo, but apparently the cuckoo shouldn't have been there. Um, right. So the frequency was okay. It just it, yeah. it's kind of out of place for the time of year. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, we thought there was it. I'm confident what we did, what we've actually done now with the CCTV cameras, the room's 55 foot long. If I go to about 30 foot, the uh, camera won't pick me up. If I hit the side of the wall, it won't pick me up. I've got no chance. So the camera's not as sensitive as what we first thought it would be. So um, it doesn't appear to... uh, The owner has got this really loud... Um, car I don't do cars I'm a motorbike man Um, the other requirement equipment picks it up but the camera doesn't pick it up so it's not quite sensitive so you've got a cuckoo here so what what, what, what's the significance of a damn cuckoo you know it shouldn't even be there it should have cleared off three months ago after leaving its eggs uh, back off to Africa and the only coup apparently from about 7 to 8 o'clock in the morning. This is 3.30 in the morning. (laughs) 
Well, it's quite interesting kind of bird to choose really a bird that sh- you said a bird that shouldn't be there that's that's basically the life of a cuckoo isn't yeah it? it's, quite, and he, he it's of, quite a good analogy we've investigated such weird stuff here such as uh you know the breeding habits and feeding habits of the cuckoo bird <laughs> you know so well takes us a little bit out of a remit normally but you've got We're to slightly just... worried about your google search history tony oh tell me about it <laughs> it's just get worse and worse um so and it's still ongoing you know we're still yeah. just putting the uh, um we've done the 11th of july report now we're now moving on to the 31st so everything's been reviewed we've got for now if you now. take if you take your crystal ball, Tony, and just kind of look into the future, how how do you think it's all going to end? Where how do you think it's all going to play out in your mind? This whole case, I'm not even going to guess at that one, Peter. Honestly, <laughs> fair enough. Um, I, I'll be proved to be wrong. I've been proved so many times on this one. Yeah, um, I, I I don't know. Um, but would you say it's the weirdest thing that you've ever investigated? Would that be fair to say? Yeah, yeah. Because it's almost in, it, it tests your sanity. To be honest with you, it, it's. Um, I spoke to my colleague uh, Amanda uh, on Friday. And I said, you know, it's, we've had nothing. So what is the? Because they were on about putting a secret camera into the empty room, but I'm not sure if that's what's happened yet. I said, well, nothing's happened because you know it's just completely dead. And the following day, you know, I come in. It's like what's another five movies from the owner and it's all kicked off again last weekend it was fine I had nothing um uh a load of another weird stuff raps voices and uh light anomalies um the growl we've started to get growls as well now that seems to have cropped up more and more mm-hmm. i'm always suspicious with growls um but the, because the buildings you see peter it's monitored there's only one exit door. If anyone comes through that door, camera three picks him, picks it up. Mm. So if camera one's reacting to a noise or a light anomaly, if someone had come through that door, camera three would alarm as well. So confident that no one's, no humans walked in the the room to make the noise. Um, strange. I don't know. I don't know. That's amazing. You'd have it to come re- over. It really is. <laughs> yeah, we'd love to come and see it. Yeah. I I still, yeah, I'm never going to stop wondering why a spirit would just bark like a dog. Uh, yeah. It doesn't yeah. make sense. It didn't make it any sense make at all. Um, no. And that's on three occasions. You know, it doesn't appear to be, I'm pity comments saying it's not in a, uh, if it was a dog outside, I picked up and I realised it was a dog because I've recorded these and analysed them before. Um you know, again, is this residual? Is it an EVP? I don't know. You know, the, we were at the maybe eight, nine weeks ago, the what sounded like singing, almost like um, a choir at a distance. And mm-hmm. the weird one was the this massive like white out you know when when because infrared ca- cameras the minute you get that with any light they just white out it just gets bang just yeah. whites out and as it begins to subside you've got this like if it was an abbey you swear it was a it was a, a monk stood there looking at it mm-hmm. i think you've seen that one i think ben have i sent you that yeah. one 
yeah? Yeah. Like a multi, he said, well, what is that? Um, where does that come from? No answers. And we move on to the next one. So all we get do is we've got a, an inbox full of questions to be answered with uh, very little on the uh, reasons for it. So, yeah. I mean, we definitely like to keep a keep an eye and an update on this case, if that's all right with you, Tony. Maybe, maybe it's at some point get you back on once once we've got to that um, once once. Once we've got to the point where we know what's happening with the case, maybe get you on for a bonus episode just to update us on, yeah, on further developments, yeah. if that's all right with you. Yeah, no problem, because it's, it's a confusing case and it's incredibly difficult to put it into any sort of constructive order because there's always things yeah. that you forget about. So that was quite extraordinary. I, think I would encourage everybody who listens to this episode to go and check out uh, some of the links that we'll put in the description of the episode and um, I think if you've got any ideas as to uh, what might be going on uh, let us know in the comments because we'll we'll feed them back to Tony and we'll definitely stay in touch with you Tony to see how this one plays out thank you so much for joining us it was fascinating always yeah, a pleasure you, you two guys always a pleasure wow but Ben it's just yeah, what do you think to that? It's so, it's so much to wrap your head around, isn't it? It's, it's so just much. bonkers. It, it, I mean, the the flow of it, the kind of it's it seems like it's built and built and built. And I remember, you know, when you first when we got Tony on before to talk uh, in the other EVP episode we did, which was more kind of generically about EVPs and some of the stuff he's worked on. Uh, you know, this case came up and I, I saw some of the videos and documentation about it. And at that stage, it was, you know, these these light balls that were moving and some odd sounds. And there was some stuff around the, the, the Saw movie poster. Um, but since then, it seems like it's, it's ramped up another level. It has, and, yeah. Yeah. But it's even more mysterious, like... Um... The, it's the range of the different phenomena that's there. It isn't just rapping. It isn't just EVPs. It's not just human voices. It's human voices imitating dogs. It's cuckoos singing. <laughs> Which blew it's, my mind. That blew my mind, it, the frequency and the dog right, thing. It's right. just crazy. It's, it's sirens. There's all this peculiarness going on. And like I asked Tony, and like there's no good answer, but why? What? what is something putting its presumably otherworldly ethereal energy into barking like a dog why what is the point of it and it's like it's you know we often say this when when we're doing these these podcasts it's like okay just you know we've got to try and keep our cynical head in there and what yeah what you know what has anyone got to gain for making this up? But I think the point that really kind of hits me is, you know, there's a guy who owns this building who wants to be able to rent it out to people. There, there's there's absolutely, not only is there no benefit to, to him having all this stuff going on, that it's detrimental to his business to have it going on in the first place. Yeah. So, you know... It, it's crazy. There just seems so much here that that 
that just seems completely odd. And I think the fact that I think when I first read it, I think the saw poster thing slightly, and I think I, a couple of my questions, it's to Tony, it's it's slightly kind of made me think, what's well, a bit weird that it's around the saw poster? It kind of makes you a bit kind of suspicious in a way. And I think Tony referred to it as thinks it's a bit of a red herring. And yeah. Yeah, it it but it the fact that it's kind of bigger than that now and that the I guess the point I'm making is I think before it was all that they were being provided the footage and they were going through it. I think the thing that's really interesting is they've actually now gone in there as a team to investigate it themselves and not only have they found stuff it seems to have ramped up another level since then with kind of you know, intelligent responses to what they're doing. It's fascinating. Yes, yes absolutely, absolutely. And and um, until I'd heard about some of those things and actually seen them and heard them with my own eyes and ears, um, like he was saying, I don't think I would have quite believed it. But you just come away sort of with the, the realisation that he's, like, he's not just going in most haunted style. He's actually taking precautions to make sure that this evidence yeah. is all scientifically recorded and being properly investigated. And you're left with the fact of, well, yes, this this did really happen. Yeah. Uh, and then we can only guess at the reason for it. But Yeah, and I think that's the other thing, like you said, in a kind of, you know, in a, it's not in a kind of Netflix kind of um, Amazon Prime video kind of, you know ham it up way because no. that's not really what they do no. you know in fact it's it's i think a lot of it you you tony's kind of downplaying it a bit yeah. we're sitting there going oh my god was like oh no this he's kind of matter of factly going oh well this yeah it was a dog but it wasn't it was in human frequency not in the dog frequency and i'm sitting there going what that's just crazy wait what yeah no yeah, absolutely yeah. absolutely well i think uh hopefully that um He'll he'll come back on again and kind of update us of of how the whole thing progresses because I'm fascinated. It, it I don't know. I kind of mentioned it on the the interview. It feels like it's it's building to a crescendo. So it'd be incredible to know what what happens in the end. It's almost, yeah, yeah. I want to I want to find out. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll keep everybody updated. Um, uh, I I'll talk to Tony on the email and uh, see where he's at. But yeah, yeah. There's there's Brilliant. another another case to add to the mystery that is yeah, yeah, this yeah. world. It's it's one of those <laughs> we've we've got we've got many a file that's got unsolved on the on the shelf. Oh god, yeah. It's all part of the hunt, and we kind of love it. And uh, yeah, well, thanks thanks to Tony and and all the team that are, are investigating that for keeping us up to date. And uh, we'll let you know when we know more. Absolutely fascinating. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, we'll see you next time on the Quantum Mechanics. See you next time. Are you the Quantum Mechanics?